Thirsty hands possess. number 573 original from 1978 interviewee unknown recording begins I have never been one to answer someone especially when they try to poke at my brain my thoughts what am I thinking right now trying to analyze me and write me down in a dirty sheet of paper Tell me, would you want to be merely your labels? Stripped down of all that is human? Be reduced to notions of the others? Can we truly understand someone? Have you really understood someone? Have you ever been understood? You don't need to say anything. We know the answers. And I, I am beyond this. Beyond all of these human constraints, these absurd notions. I am one with the cosmic reality and the universe moves through me. I am merely a vessel, aren't we all? I know I'll never be God, so I think I'd like to leave a mark on Earth. I need to be remembered. What I do I believe one would chalk it up as murder. They'd probably call me a monster. I've seen it happen time and time again, but when I leave no body, when nothing exists, there is no murder, right? I don't abduct nobody. No wrong is committed here. There has always been consent involved. They would decide to come over to my place at their own free will. They wanted this to happen to them. And they understand why this must happen. It's bigger than both of us, this task. I do have a pretty mundane routine though. I get up at 8 in the morning, hit the showers, make myself some cereal and coffee. On a good day, I whip myself some pancakes and get it done. A 9 to 5 job as a banker keeps me occupied after which I'm free to indulge in my true purpose. I do this because I'm meant to. That is a responsibility I honor and take pride in. I must admit, I find joy in it as well. The sour stench of acid that hits me when I enter the room, the tank of blood on my mouth, washing up later, it makes me feel at home, keeps me grounded. From a cup of coffee to a bath of sulfur and smoke, I'd say my dates have a good time. I'd been doing this, what I'd like to call um, transcendence, for over a decade and a half. It's been so long, I can, I cannot imagine a life without it. It's not, I'm, it's not like I'm looking out for a new, you know, I'm not a monster. Sometimes I just find myself walking across the street to buy my groceries or 
I'm waiting for a new bus when I see them, and I know. I feel it in my spine, it's, it's like a soft whisper in my ear. After that, it's all about being yourself. Everyone likes talking to a charming stranger who you know, looks familiar enough. Just enough. I don't quite recall the names of those I take. I find such matters quite trifling. John Doe, Jean Dupont, it all seems unnecessary to me and I don't encourage ego worship. What follows is fairly simple. We head to my condo, have some more small talk over a couple drinks and tip, they're out like a light. I remember being diagnosed with anxiety as a young lad, so getting myself a prescription of diaspam is a piece of cake really. <laughs> On good days when I'm brimming with hyperactivity, I whack him with a crowbar. Have you ever tasted blood corner? Not the kind where you suck off your wounds. Rather, um, sip it. Like fine wine. I actually love wine. Own a few wine yards a couple hundred miles from here. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll pass my responsibility down to another and become a sommelier. Sipping blood from a wine glass is an indescribable sensation. It's an acquired taste as any. Rich, thick, metallic. Requires the same work. It's an art. A dying one at that. Such a shame, really. After this, I suit up, you know, for the bath. Wouldn't want myself to get burned now. I've always had barrels of acid at dispense. I lay them down in the tub and, well, you know what follows, right? The way skin just melts off of bone, it's quite magnetic, the visual. It almost feels unreal every time. Hell, I've been doing this for over a decade. It's arousing, really. I almost wish I could share that pleasure with you. The whole affair of vanishing the body takes two hours and washing up takes another hour and more. Quite tasking, but, well, I have time to spare. <laughs> I tend not to think of the past. For the most part, it feels like it only brings you down, leaves you naked and vulnerable. But I do think I've had what is considered to be a normal childhood. Does that disappoint you, Connor? Would it have been spicier if I mentioned a dramatic one? Should I do that for the sake of entertainment, Connor? Mama was a nice woman, but too timid. I sometimes wonder if she was afraid of breathing itself. Made it easy for father to do as he pleased. I had no siblings, just a silver cat. Call him Sylvester. I never got hit as a child. Not more than a regular beating a cheeky rascal receives, you know. Father would just throw in a punishment here and there, and I get locked up in a storeroom a few times, but nothing too extreme. I felt very coldly towards the man, nonetheless. There are a lot of things I don't remember myself, but I think I gave you what you needed from my past. For the feeling of love, well, 
Have you been in love, Connor? I'm sure you have. Unlike me, you don't understand it one bit. I cannot quite fathom the workings of this emotion. I uh, find no logic behind it. And that intimidates me. It makes me spite a lot of control. But it's a lovely feeling, isn't it? Makes one greedy for more. I remember the first time I felt something I could uh, associate with love. I don't quite recall the name, but uh, she had long brown hair, pale skin, and I remember the green in her eyes. I would have married her, you know, if not for that annoying urge to squeeze her throat every now and then. She would have been perfect, loved me very dearly. I think it was my lowest point. Whenever I find myself unsure of something, uh, I just read my father's letters. Still do. It clears up the fog in my brain and... I don't quite remember the night I took her, but uh, that's probably for the best. I wept that night as I drank her blood and sang to her as I laid her in. Got off as she left me. <clears throat> there is strength I've realized in acknowledgement. And so I've evolved. Letting things come and go, letting them guide me through the journey. I know how it all ends anyway. I've been looking for someone to share this with. This burden sometimes gets too much to carry alone. Even with my father's words. I want everyone to know I see it. The purpose. The mundane that is every day. But just like you have yours, I have mine. I regret this would be the last for you. I truly do. But I cannot let you continue any longer. Should have taken you when you stood at my porch. But I thought you deserved to know this before anything could begin. <laughs> And recording. The following letter was found in the alleged room of uh, Matthew O'Connor, dated July 1978. After 40 years of searching, the case has gone cold, while whereabouts of Mr. Connor remain unknown. Owing to the current technology, the file has been traced back to Orwell County. The owner at the time has been named to be one Joseph Beecham, but no further leads to his location exist. No remains of these people have been found, and nor the barrels of discarded acid talked about. It's hard to know why he wrote this letter to this man. But this is one of the few letters that gives us a more clear picture of the said deviant. I need to look further into the library's archives. Who knows what it hides? May the souls of the wicked and poor alike rest in peace. <laughs>